Welcome to Tapping the Keg with me, Clayton Keg. I just wanted to talk today um, about paranormal stuff. That's mostly what this podcast is about. I do intend on doing some true crime and uh, some other stuff here and there um, with this podcast, but I do want it to be mostly paranormal. I figured we would talk today about, you know, haunted houses and uh, haunted workplaces. I've actually had experiences with both. I've worked at... Uh, place it was a fast food place not gonna name no names uh but yeah yeah i've worked at one that was definitely haunted uh there was definitely one day i uh early in the morning i, I worked straight morning shifts uh opening this uh this, this particular restaurant and uh, i was getting everything out of the freezer i needed uh to stock up my my coolers and all that for the day at least the first half of the day and as I'm walking towards the freezer door, I'm I'm inside the freezer coming out, and I get to the door, the door just swings wide open. Um, no, but, and this is the type that uh, you had to go through the cooler to get to the freezer, so it was all boom, boom. There, there was no separate cooler from freezer. I mean, they were separated by doors, clearly, but... Uh, no, you had to go through the cooler to get to the freezer. As I'm coming out the freezer, I go to push the door open, but it just swung open. Nobody was in the cooler. Um, nobody at all. Really disturbing. Uh, but that one was not the first incident I had with this particular ghost at this particular place. That was just a very notable situation. There was other moments where you just felt like somebody was staring at you and watching every movie made and there was actually a room it was literally like an old break room i'm pretty sure they reconverted it back to a, a break room but at this particular time it was uh just a storage area and uh there was a couple times out of the corner of my eye i seen a shadowy figure standing in the doorway just watching me work and watching me run around the kitchen like a madman and i i feel like that particular entity or shadow figure if you will i uh, was there all the time and it seemed mostly confined to that one room as far as that one goes uh the same place that i'm talking about i i feel like there was several entities or spirits or whatever you would want to call them i feel like they were all trapped there some way somehow um and and they definitely for the most part would make their presence known there was uh, another time me and a morning manager were we were setting stuff up um, and i want to say that both these incidences happened in the same morning minutes apart uh if i'm remembering this correctly i'm pretty sure it did she had this bluetooth speaker so she set it up on this uh the shelf above the the boards which is what we call the the kitchen area where you make the the sandwiches uh the, the main boards um there was also another uh specialty boards which had its own little counter space and all that uh, so this was, she set the speaker above the main boards, and uh, we're jamming out, you know, we're doing our whole morning routine of getting everything set up and, you know, getting ready for the day. And literally out of nowhere, this speaker lifted up off of this, the shelf, and just flew across the kitchen. Not only did I see this, the woman that put it there seen it, and the cameras caught it. Because our boss 
seen it on the cameras later on, and he's a skeptic. He's definitely a skeptic, and I know he's going to be listening, and I'm not going to say his name unless he says I can, but at this current moment, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but I know he's going to probably call me and be like, why you got to call me out like that, bro? And I know he's going to do it. He's going to fucking do it. He will absolutely do it. So at any rate, this place is definitely uh, haunted, man, by more than one ghost. That That's definitely pretty true. Uh, and back to the whole speaker thing, because another situation happened. And I, like I said, as far as I remember, this uh, other situation happened that same morning, minutes apart. We heard chairs moving in and out, you know, like sliding from under the table and into the table, whatever. Uh, chairs sliding around in the lobby, uh, the dining area, if you will. And uh, then we heard a little girl giggle. And we both ran out to the lobby like, what the hell is going on? And I, I don't know if she's seen it, but I did see a chair quickly slide back in place. And then that was it. Um, but we heard giggling, a little girl's giggle, and it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely off-putting, for sure. <laughs> so with that in mind, um, you know, obviously we kept uh kept going, and we dealt with this. I know I dealt with the ghosts there, uh, the ghosts plural. I dealt with them there uh, for several years. I still talk to. One person, I I talked to a few people there uh, that that I used to work with there. I haven't heard no updates lately from the place. Um, I mean, a couple of the people I talked to that I worked with there don't work there no more, but one of them does. I haven't heard no no updates on anything else happening there, but I gotta believe something's still going on there. I don't see why it would just suddenly stop out of nowhere, so I'm sure. But it did seem... Like, it was all mostly early morning that this took place. Uh, In fact, I actually remember one morning, and it was winter, so there was, like, a door to the front entrance that kind of went into, like, this little, eh, it was like a little entrance room before you got to the actual other door that led into the actual building. And I was waiting for uh, the the morning manager to get there. Uh, I, I ended up getting there a little early, so I was waiting. And I was sitting inside there, like, right in between the two doors, you know, getting out of the, the cold air. And I heard something thump against the window behind me, because I was kind of sitting, um, just kind of chilling, waiting. And I heard something hit hit the window behind me. And when I looked up real quick, because I was kind of looking down at my phone, when I looked up real quick, I did catch a glimpse of something reflecting off the window in front of me. Uh, obviously there was a window still behind me, clearly. Don't want nobody to, you know, get confused on that. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I did see a glimpse of something. I nothing, nothing that I could clearly say for sure if it was a person or possibly a spirit or, I don't know. But I did jump up and I ran out that door towards the back door. Thinking, hey, if somebody's in there, they might have ran out that back door. Nobody was there. So, I have no idea. I I can't say for certain, but I my gut tells me that I may have seen the reflection 
of what could have possibly been a spirit. And, uh, let's move on to some houses, huh? I've definitely lived in a couple places that were a little haunted, and one place in particular that was severely haunted. Uh, one place I'm going to bring up first. This was an interesting story, and there was a few other stories, but this one was definitely interesting, and it unfolded within about a month or two before I finally figured it out. I lived on the, uh, in this house, um, had a little over an acre of land to it, um, nice fire pit in the back. The really fucked up part was there was a shed that did not seem like it belonged to this house. Obviously, it absolutely was on the property. It belonged to the house. But if you looked at the house in the garage and then you looked at that shed, the shed had just this creepy atmosphere to it. Really creepy. And at some point, the, the people before um, for us that lived there, they uh, turned this creepy shed into a chicken coop, apparently. So, you know, there was a little bit of chicken wire, a little little bird box on the side of it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming where they would roost. Um, and, again, just didn't look like a fit at all, but that's where I would store my firewood, uh, for the bonfire that was literally right outside the door. I mean, obviously, maybe a couple feet away. You know, you gotta be safe, you don't want to burn down the shed, you know, but, uh. So, I, uh, had a, had a couple little get-togethers around the bonfire, and, uh, you know, at a certain point, it always seemed around the same time, which made way more sense later on down the road. But at a certain point, you know, be chilling, and all of a sudden it would get a little quiet, and then you would hear a creaking sound. Just... And it would just be out of nowhere. Uh, could put it together, man. I mean, I... I walked in there into the shed numerous times thinking, okay, maybe there's just something, I don't know, dangling in here, something scratching here, I, I don't know. Never found anything, no trace of nothing. My bedroom window looked out across the backyard, so I had a perfect view of the fire pit and the shed from my bedroom window uh, up on the, the second story of the house. and. Uh, I was playing video games and I had my couch situated to where you could still see your TV, but yet you still had a view of the window and out of the corner of my eye while I'm playing a video game. I swear I seen the shadow of somebody go into my shed. Now this particular day, I uh, I should say night, I uh, absolutely ran out there, ripped open the shed door to find nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just fucking seen somebody go in here. So, you know, I go back in, go back to my game. Nothing else took place that night. Um, at least nothing from the backyard. <laughs> you know, and uh, there was there was other things that happened on, on the inside of the house that always also seemed to be right around the same time. Uh, I'm not saying the same time as what was going on in the backyard. I just mean... Just seemed like everything happened at a certain time. Uh, I know one particular night, I uh, yeah, I went in, went down to the bathroom, and uh, while I'm standing there peeing, I happened to notice the sink was right next to my toilet. I, I noticed the knob turn on the sink. Now I'm thinking, what the fuck? And uh, I turned it off just for it to turn right back on. I'm like, what the hell, man? Now I'm still pissing at this point. 
and it literally the toilet just flushes on me and i'm thinking what the fuck now i'm fucking creeped the fuck out <laughs> uh, I, I i finished my business and i got the fuck out of there i'll tell you that i uh... <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty much my thought process that particular night. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I uh, absolutely could not figure this out. Could not pinpoint it for the life of me. So overall, it's really weird to uh, see a faucet knob turn while you're going to the bathroom. And then while you're still going to the bathroom... Having the toilet flush on you. Really, really weird and off-putting. Um, and again, like, this all... I didn't put any of this together for weeks, if not a month or two, to be honest. Like, I mean, it was a while. And, uh, so, like, uh, moving on, I, uh, uh a couple nights later, I, I want to say, had another get-together with another group of friends... Uh, I mean, with the exception of one person who was there for several of these moments, heard the same noises, um, absolutely just as astonished and shocked and in, in doubt as, as I was at the time. Um, <laughs> we could not figure it out. Every time we had a bonfire, I mean, not every time did I know what time it was, but... It definitely seemed like it was around the same time every time we would hear that really odd creaking sound. You know, could not put it together. So a few more times uh, of being up in my room late at night um, and either playing a game or watching a movie or a TV show or whatever. Uh, again, around the same time every time. I would I would see what looked like a shadow of somebody going into that shed. And it's not like there was anything in the shed to take. So that's not really... I mean, all I had in there was firewood. And I believe I did have, like, an axe for the firewood. Um, so, I mean, they're really... The only thing of value might have been that axe. Um, but still. I mean, you still don't want nobody to get a hold of that motherfucker, you know. I mean, that's a whole other goddamn thing. Because <laughs> now, now you might have somebody with a fucking axe that's now going to make their way from that shed to your house. And, uh, <laughs> bad things can happen from that for sure. <laughs> but every time I went to that shed after seeing the shadow, never seen anybody in the shed or around the shed we even had like so probably if i had to guess probably about a good eight feet away from the fire pit and shed there's a little wooded line and a little trail and it went maybe i don't know man uh it, it wasn't much maybe 20 feet from there through this little wooded section and then you're at some railroad tracks so i mean it was just a little strip of woods that took you to railroad tracks. So it's not exactly like it was 
a huge wooded area. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's still enough of a spot. I mean, again, there was a trail that led right to that fire pit area of my yard from the railroad tracks. So, I mean, anybody could have came through there. So, uh, I mean, there was even a couple nights, though, where uh, bringing this up, where I ended up having to go through that trail to see if anybody happened to be there. And uh, never found any. So, all in all, I could not find where this shadowy person was coming from. Weeks later, I finally realized something. Uh, I watched the shadow figure one night real carefully. I had it about time, so I seen the shadowy figure open the shed door, and I had enough clarity here in this yard. It was a distance, don't get me wrong, uh, but I could actually make it out and see this thing just look around a couple times slowly pulled the door shut and then i sat there and waited and waited and waited never came out so the next night i went through the whole same process again waited by my bedroom window and i seen the shadow figure same thing goes to the door as he's stepping in looks around slowly closes it never comes out so now i'm like what the fuck and in between all this i also realized Shortly before that encounter with the shed, the knobs to the bathroom sink would always turn on. Then you would hear the toilet flush. Shortly after that toilet flushes, you see him at the shed. So I was like, what the fuck, man? So I did some research shortly after this, and I did find out that there was a guy that hung himself in that shed. Uh, Probably, well, at the time I was living there, and at the time that I did... The research it had been about five years before i lived there this had happened didn't make no big big news in the paper or nothing like that you know i mean i live in a small city so uh i would have thought something like that would have came up in in some kind of news i mean it did but it wasn't like front page or nothing i mean it wasn't which i guess i mean why would it be you know just somebody killing themselves why would that be front page i mean it wasn't like a chris benoit situation my god this is terrible will somebody please stop it so finally figured it out and uh i i uh i was definitely shocked at the news so that was that house and and again there was other stuff uh you know what sticking with this house now that we think of now that i'm thinking about it i don't know why i said we i mean what the fuck i mean i'm sure you guys weren't thinking the same thing i was (laughs) if you were um, I guess you were living there too, and I didn't know it, so, uh, howdy, neighbor. <laughs> so, uh, I did have a dog, and, um, the dog was perfectly fine before I moved into this house. This is a whole nother, and this is a sad situation, because this dog, man, I mean, he was a husky wolf mix. Beautiful dog. Loved him to death, man. This This dog was so smart, man. Like, he would... Literally, if I I didn't get up to take him out in time, he would open the door himself, let himself out, and then let himself back in and shut the door. So I never, I I guess I didn't have to worry about it. He knew, he knew what he had to do. Um, Perfectly fine until I moved into this house. Total normal dog, and I started noticing weird shit uh, months after living there. He started, he would start watching something just moving around the house he would every now and then growl at shit 
while staring at it, like fur up and everything, like whatever it was, he did not like it. And he never had acted like this out of the couple years I had him. He never acted like that. Then shortly after that, uh, he would start just gnawing his own fur off. And I, I, I could never, I, at first I thought it was allergies, you know. I even got a medicine for allergies and all kinds of shit, man. Uh, nothing I did worked. Um, he just would just gnaw his fur off. I mean, down to just raw skin. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, even taking him to the vet, they're like, it's just allergies. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? Because I've given him allergy medicine. I don't, I, I don't see anything changing. Then he progressed from that to, and this is no joke, first time in my life I have ever, ever, seen a dog that was suicidal this dog would start laying in the road i'm talking right smack dab in the middle of the road like i don't give a fuck one of these cars is gonna fucking hit me uh you know i would call his name he'd just look at me like what come get me <laughs> i mean i i didn't know what the fuck so now it makes me wonder uh, and i mean not now i mean i've wondered it but this particular uh, entity that would continuously hang himself in my shed, I seriously wonder, did this motherfucker fuck with my dog so much that this dog just wanted to die? And he said, fuck this, I'm done. I mean, it, it it's definitely sad. Again, I love that dog, man, that was, that was my dog, man, like, he, he was, he was my family. I did years later I have to put him down um it was rough you know I mean like he just got to the point where he didn't want to do nothing he wouldn't eat he wouldn't drink he anytime he went outside first place he went right to the middle of the road to lay down uh he, he got bad huh <laughs> and again I mean none of that ever happened until I moved into that house and honestly, I mean, it was a great house. I mean, it wasn't a bad house. I mean, I, I guess I take it back, it wasn't great, but it wasn't a bad house. I mean, I've lived in much worse, but there was something about that house. I mean, even after figuring out what this whole process was, which now makes me wonder, in fact, and I do mean now, because I mean, I've never really thought about it that deeply until now, because I thought, hey, I figured this out, that's it. And uh, no, I mean, now I'm wondering, was there another one? in this house and maybe that's the one that was fucking with my dog so bad that he just said fuck this let's just fucking end it <laughs> it's not a good thought uh, i mean because if that's the case wow i mean and and i'm actually known to be sensitive to the spiritual world in a sense I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not like a fucking median or nothing, but, uh, I mean, I could definitely, at times, I can definitely see spirits. I have numerous times. I can definitely sense them and feel them. So, if, if there's something around, I fucking know it. So, I mean, even living in the house, I knew there was something there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But there were situations that, to me, didn't scream, uh, presence. Yeah, at the times that uh, I was questioning, uh, such as the, the bonfire situations, like I, at those moments, I didn't really feel a presence in those moments. So that's another 
off-putting part of it. And there is plenty of times where I'll just walk into a place and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's something here. Nobody even has to say a word to me, man. And there's been a couple of times where I said something and they're like, oh, good, I, I don't have to tell you then. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> why, why, why would you hide that? <laughs> hey, man, you know, people, some people, man. It's, uh, it's a mind-blowing situation. So... I mean, even the house I'm living in currently, I've definitely felt something happening here. And and I'm not sure if it's one or multiple. Uh, I know something happened not that long ago. So we have a dog kennel, and you can literally look out the kitchen window, and you see the dogs in the kennel. Um, and, and it's like a pretty decent-sized kennel. they got a little room to roam. Um, so, you know, I was cooking dinner this particular night, and, uh, that's right, women, men can cook. <laughs> ah, I'm just fucking with you guys. Um, but yeah, I was cooking dinner, and the dogs were outside in the kennel, and uh, all of a sudden they just started going haywire. Uh, we also do have cameras around the house, and one of them is pointed into the kennel, and you can see the whole kennel, basically the whole backyard. And they're just going nuts, barking and barking. I look out the window, and they were literally both barking right at the back gate of the kennel. Both of them just going nuts. I personally seen somebody standing on the other side of this kennel door. Plain as day. Tell you right now. Dark blue hoodie on, blue jeans, look like dirty blonde curly hair kind of protruding out of the hood. And he was just standing there staring at the dogs. I quickly ran from the kitchen out the front door, around the side of the house to where the gate of that kennel is. Nobody there but the dogs were still barking right towards the direction of that door. Come in and uh, looking at the cameras and you can see the dogs going ape shit towards the direction of that kennel door but there was nobody there on camera but there sure the fuck was when i seen them out the back window so i mean even here the place i live currently absolutely something going on here i mean nothing seems threatening but uh i definitely know i've felt a couple different presences and i i can't even actually say nothing threatening because that's fucking full of shit <laughs> Because I've definitely heard something that, I don't know if it's demonic, but it came across as a demonic style presence uh, from the voice I've heard. And on top of this, my wife's even heard it too. And one particular night, it literally, in a demonic style voice, said my name and said, coming for you. My wife heard it. I wasn't going to say shit. I heard it. Tried to ignore it, but my wife even said, Did you fucking hear that? And I said, Yep, sure did. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I was freaked out about it. I really was, but I could see she was freaked out about it. So I uh, I tried to keep my wits about me. Tried to keep a little calmness, you know. I didn't, I didn't want her to know that I was as freaked out as she was. You know, I wanted her to feel some kind of security. But in my mind, I was absolutely like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> That's how it sounded in my head that time. For sure. <laughs> I gotta say, man, uh, 
I, I am kind of curious and uh, freaked out at the same time because I really do want to know. Uh, but at the same time, if it's demonic like that, I almost feel like it's better that I don't know. Because <laughs> that could be pretty bad. Uh, or it could get pretty bad. One or the other. Bottom line is, uh, yeah, this is may or may not be a, an okay situation. But I am definitely hoping for the best. I mean, uh, I've been living here for several years now. Uh, that was at least the third time I've heard a demonic voice kind of threatened me but everything else that i felt in this house and that, that i've seen and witnessed it's not like life-threatening but uh there's definitely something that's for sure and you know some people fucking some people don't believe people can fucking see things or feel things and for them i don't really give two shits what you think or believe i know what I've seen, what I've done, what I've been through, what I felt. So I don't really need your validation. I'm just saying. Try to get myself some money on that one because not many people will say, I don't need your validation, especially nowadays. Everybody's looking for validation and I'm not one of them. Like, man, I wrestled for several years of my life and I was always a bad guy. And uh, I didn't need your validation then, I don't need it now. Alright? Alright. <laughs> I'm telling you these stories because it's something that, yeah, maybe some of you might want to hear. Uh, I know some of you guys can relate. And I know some of you guys probably are just like, hey, what the fuck you ever did up, bullshit. And the bottom line, I don't care. Um, it's all real to me, man. Uh, I've been there. I've seen it. I've, I've felt it. I've dealt with it. I got several other, several other fucking stories of just some wild off-the-wall shit that, hell... I lived it, and there's times even I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> but believe me, it, it's, it happened. It did. Uh, and again, I mean, if I wasn't me, even I'd be like, yeah, fucking right. Get out of here. <laughs> I've, uh, again, I've lived in a couple other uh, haunted places. You might have to uh, check out another episode to uh, catch some of those stories. You know, uh, I'm not going to... Make this like a three-hour episode on just places I lived that were haunted. But I will break it up. There will probably be more than three hours of it. But it's not all going to be in one episode. <laughs> so if you want to check out some more of these stories, you know what you got to do. <laughs> That's right. You got to come back and you got to check out Clayton Keg. <laughs> I uh, think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for today. I will be back with more stories. I will also be doing other stories that don't involve my stories, although they might have little hints of bits and pieces of uh, me saying, hey, I've dealt with this or I've, I've been through this and give you a story or two, an example. But I do have other stories of my own that I will share. I uh, absolutely have a bunch of them. And I will absolutely share every fucking one of them. But I will also do other stories that aren't mine. And I know probably when I start doing some of those stories, I will probably do the first few of them that like, have some relativity. Uh, relativity. <laughs> Yeah, I deserved that one. 
I definitely deserved it. Oh my god. Learn how to talk. <laughs> I I will do stories that have uh some relevancy to uh things I've dealt with and been through. Uh and then I will do stories that I absolutely have no uh experience with. But, you know, things that'll fascinate me and I'm sure will fascinate you and in fact I'm hoping it'll fascinate you because that's what I want. I want stories that will fascinate you and keep you coming back. That is my goal here on Tapping the Keg. Wrapping things up, I also want to bring it out that uh, I am also involved with another podcast. The other podcast is called The Dumbest Podcast on Your Desk with uh, Manny McDoucherson and me, Clayton Keg. We do uh, a bunch of headline rips. You know, we do true crime. We talk a little wrestling because, again, I, I did wrestle for several years. So why don't you guys come on around and check that one out, too? And, in fact, I feel like that that show, it, it's might damper my own show here that I'm doing. But I will say I feel like that show is a lot more upbeat than this one. We definitely... We get some good licks in. We we make some good jokes. We uh we have fun, man. So uh, go ahead and check out the dumbest podcast on your desk. And uh, I also hope you come back and check out Tapping the Keg with me, Clayton Keg. Thank you for joining me. Mm-hmm.